0: I was just sitting there realizing how excited I was in the spirit and um, I thought this is crazy I mean I've preached a thousand times but each time there's a there's a sense of yes and amen in your spirit when you've got something inside you that the Lord's asking you to let out and when you want to let it out it's got to come out his way you know and um, yesterday well I'll back up a couple of weeks ago I was just doing my morning devotions and all of a sudden this scripture that I've read many times left off, leapt off the page. And the Lord said, next time you preach that. I said, okay, Lord. And then I realized I was actually on this weekend. Uh, I'd sort of lost track of time. And so I, I got this word from the Lord, and, and when that's what I always try to bring when I come to preach, is whatever the Lord's put on my heart, I bring that. And I trust him for how that fits in with the agenda of his bigger picture. Um, but it's, it's a word for now for us from him, I believe. And so, anyway, I prepared it. I sat down to write it, and uh, I had a one night. I I didn't sleep much at all for no reason at all. I just had one of those nights, and I was tired. But the Lord said, "Tomorrow, write the message." I'm going, Lord, I'm going to be tired tomorrow. (laughs) He said, "Write the message." So about two o'clock in the afternoon, I was having a half day of work. I sat down at the kitchen table, and I thought, "Lord, this is going to be hard work." And I sat and I started to write, and 20 minutes later, it was done. Just well, probably an hour, but it was so quick, and I thought, "Okay." maybe that's just a draft so I went back and read it. I thought no that makes sense and so I've just been sitting letting it percolate and then yesterday morning at prayer and I want to invite anybody that wants to spend some fun time with one another and with the Lord on a Saturday morning we meet at eight o'clock down in the, uh, Lees Park Paraya Park Park Lees Park Park yep and we pray together we pray for the church we pray for this church and we pray for the big church and yesterday morning, and when we get together, I just say and it's a, a group of ladies that get together, and, uh, plus me, um, and uh, not that it's exclusively ladies. Men, please, come and join us. Love you to come. Sometimes I feel a little outnumbered, but generally the Lord's on my side and there's many of him. He sends his angels to back up to balance it out for the ladies. Anyway, so yesterday morning I said, what's the Lord saying? And three of the ladies had the same words that were what I'm going to preach today now if you don't think god's in that leave now god is in this he wants us to have his way and this morning we sang a song and i said to caitlin remind me what it is because i'll forget um one of the songs we sang about the eyes of your heart being open or something you know i love all the songs i sing them but i can never remember what they're called anyway so this morning my friends the lord wants us to talk about seeing in the spirit You know, I can look out here and see all your faces in the natural, but there's a spirit world beyond what I'm seeing with my eyes in the natural. And as Christians, that's the world we are meant to be living in as well as the natural world. And we are meant to not be walking around blindfolded in that world. We are meant to be walking around seeing in that world. It wasn't something I was taught as a young Christian. I was taught to observe and and relay that into into the spirit. But there are two dimensions going on all the time. The natural and the spirit. And sometimes we see in the natural, but we see through a filter that doesn't let us see with our heart. And that's the scripture the Lord wants me to share with you this morning. So let's go there. It's Ephesians 1. And it's Paul's message to the Ephesian church. And he says here in Ephesians 1 verse 15. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And we do that. We pray for one another and we do pray for the church and I pray for this church regularly i keep asking that the god of our lord jesus christ the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and i'm going to pray for that today for all of us so that not just so that you can go off and goof off but so that you may know him better i pray also and this is the line that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the age to come. And God placed all things under his feet, and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. You know, I read that scripture many, many, many times, and the part that I always saw was that the Lord would open the eyes of my heart. But just before that, it says that we pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation And you know, I'd never done that. I've never actually prayed over the church for the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that the heart could be open and see. So sometimes it's like we get part of the message and then the Lord wants us to fill out the page so we get the whole message. And then we look at wisdom. There are two wisdoms referred to in James. There's the worldly wisdom and the heavenly wisdom. And they're two different wisdoms. This is the wisdom from above we're looking for, the wisdom that comes to us from heaven from the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's what we're going to ask for today, especially so that the, heart, the eyes of our hearts can be opened. And so the Lord wants us to, to realise that there's a physical set of eyes that we have and there's a spiritual set of eyes that we have. It's not that simple that we just have one set of eyes. In our Western understanding, we tend to believe that if we can't see it, touch it, smell it, feel it, it's not there. And sometimes in the spirit you can smell it with our our natural nose, although it has a supernatural touch when that happens. But you don't necessarily see it unless you're in the middle of a ministry time when the spirit is manifesting or there's a demon being dealt with. uh, The first time I ever saw a demon come out of a person, I knew about it, I prayed about it, and then I saw it happen and it, it was a bit of a shock actually. Um, we were praying there was a, about four people at the time five people and we were praying for a lady and um, I may have told you this story but I'll, I'll share it again um, she was feeling quite distressed we we're at a conference actually it was late in the night and we got a knock at our door Carol and I and we were asked if we would go and pray for these people and we went there and one of the ladies was saying I'm just feeling really terrible I just don't feel well she'd been a Christian for 20 years so not a new Christian and she said I just feel not good so I said well let's pray and and suddenly, again, listening to the Holy Spirit, there was, and this was before I was seeing in the spirit properly, uh, I said, have you ever been in a seance as a, uh, sometime? And she said, oh, I was a little girl like 20 years ago. I said, okay. I said, did you invite a spirit? And she said, I don't know. I said, I think you might have. And so I said, what's your name? I just spoke to this lady, but I was speaking to a spirit. And I expected a spirit of some sort of anger or rebellion or whatever, you know, the, the normal adjectives you fit. And this voice said back to me, Ralph. And I said, oh, well, Ralph out. And suddenly this lady who was sitting on the edge of a bed went down on the floor and slithered around the floor. You talk about slithering like a snake. That's what actually happened. Two of the other ladies jumped up on the bed and said, I don't want to get it. I don't want to get it. And because it, it was that real and extreme. And this spirit came out of this lady. And I'd never heard of a spirit called Ralph before. But what had happened, obviously, in the seance, she'd invited a presence that was a, had a person attached to that presence called Ralph. And that spirit had dwelt with her for 20 years. Not troubled her as she was not troubled by it. But she was troubled that night and it was her time for freedom. That lady just continued to get freer and freer. But there, there was a blockage there from... This spirit called Ralph. Now, there was a physical, I could see with my eyes, manifestation. So, that wasn't seeing in the spirit, that was seeing in the natural. But what I saw in the spirit was a kind of a picture. But more and more, I've come to realize that I need to ask the Lord to help me see in the spirit. Because what you see in the spirit unlocks that which is wor- at work in the spirit realm. And we're sitting here in the natural, but there's a whole spirit world going on around us right now. And we need to understand that and need to be able to see into that spirit realm if we're to be able to be ambassadors for Jesus and ministers of Jesus' victory and authority. And this is the key to it today, I believe. Other cultures have a greater sense of the non-material and see and touch the reality of that. And that's particularly so in uh, places like um, Africa where there is a very, and and in Australian indigenous folk, there's a much more spirit-oriented understanding of life where they're not, you know, I remember as a boy we lived near some Aboriginal folk and, and one of them got very sick one day and got sicker and sicker and we said, what's happening? And they said, oh, someone's pointed the bone at him. And I said, someone's pointed the bone at him. What's that mean? And they said, well, he's been cursed. And in the culture, someone on the other side of the country, they tracked it back to, had cursed this part of the family. They called it pointing the bone. And until that curse was dealt with, and it could, in this case, fortunately, there were some Christians around who had authority over curses and prayed over it, and the person started to get well again. But up until then, there was no change in that person's health condition until the power of the curse which was spoken by a person nowhere near them, but it had an effect in the spirit realm. They knew what it was. They, somebody's pointed the bone, but they didn't know how to deal with it because when someone pointed the bone, the outcome was usually that person died. In in, in South Af- in, in the greater, greater Africa, the, 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 the continent of Africa, there are, there are different um, parts of that nation, of the, nations within that continent And I visited a couple of them. And and I was made aware of how much of an infant I was in the understanding of the spirit realm. Where in praying for someone one day, they said, oh, don't worry, you know, um, if they don't get better, we'll go and see the witch doctor when we get back home. It's like, hang on a minute. Jesus has got more authority than the witch doctor. But in their culture, the witch doctor had the ultimate power. You know, this stuff is real my friends, because we don't encounter it in the street in the same sense, we, we tend to not embrace the fact that it's happening right around us and around us as a fellowship, around our families, around our nation, it's happening. The spirit world is at work and the spirit of the world is the spirit under the dominion of Satan. But there's a greater victory above the witch doctors, a greater victory above Satan and that is Jesus who's got the victory. And unless we begin to walk in that space and declare that regularly, we're going to be underneath the battle. We're going to be fighting underwater when we're meant to be fighting on top of the water. And so we have to learn to see more easily in the spirit. In John 4, um, the word tells us that God is spirit. If God's spirit, I'm not going to stand here and shake hands with God in the natural because he's spirit. He's spirit but I know where my Father is right now and I know where Jesus is right now. They are seated in the heavens. I believe that's God's position. The Holy Spirit comes and is with us here this morning and is in us, each one who's given our hearts to Jesus. And he will show us the Father. He will show us Jesus. But the position of the Father in Jesus, I believe, is seated in the heavens, above all other power. The Holy Spirit is at work here representing Jesus to us and through us to the world. Does that make sense? Some people might want to argue with that position, but to me it's really, really clear. The other thing that's very clear to me is that there are angels sitting, sitting, standing they are actually, they're not sitting, they're standing, angels ready to come to the aid of the saints in the battles. I've not shared this picture publicly before, but it's seven or eight years ago in this building that the Lord invited me into the heavens, and in Revelation it tells us that we'll be seated with the with the Lord. And so I see this picture of God's throne as like a long couch because he's got to have room on it for me, for you. So there's the Father. there was, I, I, I sort of stepped back and I stepped up onto a, like a stage and I was standing there and then I sat and there was Jesus and the Father. And Jesus said, look out there. And I looked out to the left, left of the picture, if you will, half, half the vision. And there were gazillions of angels. I mean, I, you, you talk about angels, I mean, like, there were just more than you could ever imagine or begin to count. I was like, wow, that's a lot of angels. Jesus said, they're at your disposal. I went, what? And he said, now look out there. <clears throat> and I looked to the right, and there was the mass of humanity, saved, unsaved, like, just the mass of humanity. And I kind of leant forward to go, wow, look at that. And as I did, I glanced back to the left and I saw the side of the father's face. I didn't see the front of his face. And I saw a tear on the father's cheek. And he said, they don't know how much I love them. And his heart was breaking over the fact that we, and we were in that. It was the massive, not the unsaved, it was saved unsaved, it was the massive humanity. We don't understand how much God loves us. And it was like, wow. And then it was like, I said, well, what what do I do now, Lord? He said, I'll tell you. And it was like, that was it. I I left heaven. I I don't share that story. I haven't shared that story because it, it feels somewhat inappropriate that I could be in a place like that. And I've fought myself with that for a long time. I've, I've not deployed the angels, but I'm going to. I believe it's time. I believe that's my ministry and mission from the Lord for the rest of my days, is to be in the battle and to deploy the angels. <laughs> So we need to be aware that the battle is real it's a spiritual battle and that the lord god almighty loves us more than we could ever imagine or believe or have experienced thus far from here on from here on my heart cry is that you would begin to understand even more (laughs) through the wisdom and revelation of the spirit coming on us how awesome is the love of God for us, and that we would have our hearts opened up to see. The eyes of our hearts would be enlightened, that we might know the hope to which he's called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. It's not just, yeah, we're saved. We're saved into the riches of the glorious inheritance, which is ours in Jesus Christ. Did you get that? How cool is that? It's not, you're saved now, you move from the bad guys to the good guys. And life just goes on. No, we are saved into the riches of the glorious inheritance of heaven here on earth for us, with us, through us, in Jesus, to the world. That's the call, that's the blessing, and that's what God wants us to have and an understanding in our hearts, every one of us. I don't want you to go home today until you get that (laughs) because it's it's a key to even more than you've had before. No matter how much that more is, there's more and more and more and more because I... (laughs) Many years ago when the Lord talked to me about being obedient one night and he asked me to stop drinking any more alcohol, this is over 30 years ago, and I thought that was a bit of a long call. I didn't particularly agree with it when I, when I heard him say that because I used to like a cold beer on a hot day and, and a glass of wine at lunch when I used to do business with people. But the Lord just said, David, I asked him, I said, Lord, anything you want, ha, ha, ha. And he said, I want you to stop drinking any more alcohol. And I said, hang on a second, Lord, that's not such a good idea. What else? And he said, that's what I'm asking. I said, but you know, Lord, that's not going to work. He said, Phew. it was like this is the conversation I had. He said, well, you asked. So I went, I was in Canberra and I, was, I went home to the motel and I rang Carol. I said, guess what happened to me tonight? And I told her. She said, what? And I told her. And she said, well, are you going to say yes or no? I said, honey, I wanted a bit of empathy. <laughs> she said, well, yes or no? I said, oh, thanks. So I said, see ya. I hung up. And I, I, I slept well, but the next morning in the shower, I said, Lord, if it's that important to you, all right. And from that day on, I haven't had a drink of alcohol, haven't felt the need, haven't wanted to. Many people have wanted me to, and I've had to say, no, look, you know, it's, it's a deal I made with God. It's got nothing to do with being good. It's just a matter of a relationship thing. And, and, but then the Lord said to me, now I can use you because you're willing to be obedient. So there was an obedience factor in there, not a good enough for God factor. It was about being obedient. And so from that day on, I've discovered more and more of the things of the Lord. So if we look at this passage again today, I keep going off track, don't I? But I'm on track, but I'm adding bits on the way. We need to be able to see in the Spirit. We need to see God. In, in, in um, Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing. See the Father doing. So Jesus here on earth as a, as a man who was also God but he was a man he'd limited his capacity to be a man with the Holy Spirit while here on earth he said I I only do what I see the father doing and I go yeah 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 yeah." well what am I seeing the father doing are you seeing what the father is doing or are we looking at that and interpreting in our natural eyes what we think the father's doing and that's okay but there's a dimension outside of that which is where we've got to see with the eyes of our spirit to see what the father's doing are you getting that there's two layers here and so the holy spirit is the one who helps us to see we need him as our guide and our counselor and he needs to show us and that this is this scripture it it takes us from hope into the glorious inheritance and into being those filled with the spirit The power that raised Jesus from the dead, that spirit, same spirit, same Holy Spirit, same power, that we often discount as being something that is available to us. But the word tells us clearly that it is available. Paul talks about the heart being enlightened, which is the core of who we are coming open to the Holy Spirit and that we could see. We have to have a change of mind, be able to do this and again it's a it's a we call it a paradigm shift a shift of understanding from this is what I understand and this these are the parameters of what I understand to move to this place where ah there's something else that I need to embrace as a part of what I believe is true and for me and I pray for you this paradigm shift will allow you To be able to walk more clearly, seeing in the Spirit and understanding that we aren't walking alone, that we are walking for Jesus, with Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is in heaven; we're here, but He's with us in Spirit by the by the Holy Spirit. In every encounter we have, every conversation, every phone call, it's all about Him. And when we let our focus be on Him, we start to see things in a whole other way we see in the spirit am I making sense it's really important that it makes sense although maybe there's a paradigm shift happening hopefully it makes sense in the new paradigm (laughs) so we need to see in the other way to be effective in our journey as Jesus disciples we need to be people who are fully embracing of both the natural and the spirit realm I want to say that again to be effective in our journey as Jesus ambassadors or disciples of Jesus. We need to be people who are fully embracing both the natural and the spirit realm. When we pray, we're entering fully into the spirit realm. That's what we're doing. We're we're talking to God, it's spirit to spirit. We're now talking in the spirit realm. Even though it's our voice out loud, we are connecting to what the the Holy Spirit is saying inside us and we're speaking into the spirit realm to the spirit who is the Spirit, almighty God, living God. And we need to be talking to him that way. So this is when we need the eyes of our heart fully on. And that was what came up yesterday morning in prayer with the ladies, was to be fully on in our seeing. And we sang it this morning. Our hearts need to be fully turned on. And, you know, a lot of our hearts have been battered over time. And so what we've tended to do is we've tended to, the eyes of our hearts have, been, have, have often shut down a bit, become cloudy. Or a bit like Paul, have scales put on them by the enemy, not by the Lord. And so sometimes it needs prayer for those scales to fall off, for the eyes to be fully awake to the Spirit, that we can see what's going on in the Spirit. Now I'm not suggesting that as a result of this morning, You're all going to walk down the street and see angels everywhere. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is when you start to pray for someone, you'll start to see in the Spirit how to pray. Not just, what am I thinking? What what do I think is happening here? But you're listening to the Holy Spirit and you start to see through what you hear. Seeing is not just eyes. Seeing is eyes and ears as well. It's, It's getting a handle on what's going on in the Spirit. And that's what's necessary for us to be able to do what the Lord has got for us to do. So what are the riches of his glorious inheritance? What is the immeasurable awesomeness of his power for those of us who believe? It's for us to be ambassadors of Jesus. He wants to put this same power that's in Christ through us, to be used by him into the world. God wants us to know the power at work in us, in, in and through us for his glory. That's what that scripture said. Do I need to read it again? Let me read it again. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, In order that, in other words, I pray that your heart, the eyes of your heart will be enlightened for this purpose. Okay, not just so that you've got a heart with eyes. There's a purpose in this. That you may know the hope to which he has called you. And that hope is the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. That's what you've been called into. That's what I've been called into. Everyone that's given their heart to Jesus has been called into this. And his incomparably great power for us who believe. Incomparably great power. Get that? There's nothing else like it. It's incomparably great. The power is like the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. That power the power that caused life to come back into Jesus in the tomb, that power is ours now. Yeah, wow, wow, yeah. And all we had to do was say, yes, Jesus. You know, we didn't have to get crucified. And and in the tomb, we crucify progressively, but it's a whole different work. But we've got this power far above Jesus, is far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but in the age to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything. So that's who we hold hands with. That's who we hold hands with in this battle is Jesus. So the spirit realm is one that we have authority in. Not one that we've got to work out where we're at. We walk into it with authority, boldly, in the victory of Jesus Christ. So... You want to live in that space? I do. So what I'm going to do is invite you to stand in a minute and we're going to pray that the Lord would release upon us the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that he would send that particular spirit of wisdom and revelation so that the eyes of our heart could be enlightened. And then also the invitation will be for anyone who feels like they might have a need for their heart to be given a massage by the Lord for the eyes to sort of blink open perhaps depending on life's journey to come forward and we can pray make sense let's stand father thank you that you don't rescue us to just put us on the sidelines lord you rescue us to be in your great great heart cry for the people that they would know and we would know how much you love us and them. And Jesus, your, your commandment was that we would love our neighbours. Lord, like you love us and like you love them. So Lord, we have to confess that that's not always how we've been and not always how we do it. But you've called us to that. And Lord, you've said that we can ask for this spirit of wisdom and revelation from heaven. From out of the storehouse of your power and authority a particular spirit of wisdom and revelation that we might then know the hope to which we've been called which then lord releases us into being people of the kingdom at work on the earth and so holy spirit presence of the living god with us today oh in the name of jesus i ask that the spirit of wisdom And revelation would now be released into and upon every heart and mind in this place today and Lord that we would be able to touch our friends and family and they would receive that same spirit of wisdom and revelation that if they're not here with us today we can just put our hand on their shoulder and say I'm gonna just bless you with what God has blessed me with the spirit of wisdom and revelation and let it flow Lord let it flow with power let it flow with clarity And then, Lord, let our eyes, the eyes of our spirit, the eyes of our heart, let them become awake and open to all that you want to show us in the spirit, Lord, so that we can be your ambassadors, Jesus, here in the earth. Lord, that we wouldn't have to make it up as we go. We would just walk with you and you would make it up as we go. That we would walk boldly and obediently in accord to what you call us to. So give us heavenly wisdom Lord that we could counter the wisdom of the world with your heavenly wisdom and that the revelation you give us in the spirit Lord would be the victory revelation over all the works of the darkness. Lord thank you that that's your gift as we ask for it today and we ask for it in Jesus name and we thank you that you are faithful to deliver what's in your heart for us. In Jesus name and all the people that agreed said amen 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 may God bless you (laughs) with the wisdom and revelation of heaven and if anyone would like to come for some more prayer about the hearts being eyes open please feel free to come now as we wrap it up for the day the rest may the Lord bless you and have an awesome week in the kingdom thank you Jesus amen